is Andy Wakefield, and this is the Andy Wakefield Podcast. This is a place where stories are told that have never been heard before. Welcome back to the Andy Wakefield Podcast. My name is Lori Martin-Gregory. Andy, I want to first start off by congratulating you on the film release of 1986, The Act. So proud to have produced this film with you, and I, I just think you've created something that's an important work. So we're in the throes of birthing that beautiful film. So privileged to have our guest with us today, just a lovely human first and foremost. And then secondly, a, a veteran in this health freedom movement, and that's Miss Karen Kane. Karen, welcome. Thank you. Wonderful. Karen, I, we, we've known each other for many years. We've talked uh, long uh, into the night about the trials and tribulations of vaccine injury and the vaccine injury compensation program. Um, tell me, just so that everybody knows, and, and many, many, many people listening to this will already know your story and Dee will have read your book, uh, but please just summarize for those who may not know how you came to be involved in this issue. Well, I gave birth to my daughter, Lauren Kane, and that was March 1994. Of course, I was like all the other parents, just the happiest time in my life. She was absolutely beautiful. Um, she was perfect. And she, the only weird thing was that she had colic. Um, a few weeks into it, which, you know, was challenging, but I took her in early because I was a good mother and I was listening to my doctor and I gave Lauren a DPT vaccine, just one vaccine. I know now today they get nine and they get, you know, four very early on. I did exactly what the doctor told me to do. I went home and gave her Tylenol. And then two hours after the vaccine, Lauren woke up screaming and shaking um, I picked her up and she just was not my baby. She just was having a seizure, which I'd never seen before. And my friend kept screaming at me that, you know, it's not right. That's not right. I put her down and I went back to the hospital or not the hospital to the doctor's office and waited for them to open because it was lunchtime. When she opened the door, she took Lauren first and she laid, you know, I put Lauren on the table and she was very out of it, very groggy. And Lauren had another seizure and Lauren was having very long seizures from day one. And I just started screaming at the doctor, hysterical and just completely afraid of my kid at that time. We went to the hospital after that and they ran a bunch of tests. And then, of course, everyone said that sometimes babies have seizures after vaccines. Everything's going to be fine. Two weeks later, she had another five minute seizure. She's six weeks at this point. Seven at the point that she had her third seizure, she was eight weeks old. And it just continued. When Lauren was three months old, she had nine five-minute seizures in one day. And I was frantic and hysterical. Um, she was very groggy. We went to the hospital and stayed there for nine days. And they we started her on. So she was at three months of age. She was taking Dylan and Phenobarb at three months of age. When you're not even supposed to feed a kid a banana, I'm mixing Phenobarb and um Dylan in her food. And from there, she just continued on having seizures. She ended up with encephalopathy, which is, you know, the brain was destroyed by the vaccine. So she had uncontrolled seizures. She was cortically blind. She was nonverbal. She um, was fed through a feeding tube by five. We ended up putting a trach in at five because she was turning blue and passing out. I mean, this kid was so sick. She continued on to just be like one of the worst 
seizure kids you could ever find and see. And the medical community just really gave up on her. They told me horrible things about the future of my child, three different doctors. Their advice was um, horrendous, which I talk about in the book. And they just said, you know, get rid of her, put her in a home and get on with your life. You got a bad egg. And, you know, at that point, there was no internet, there was no communication, there was no talking to anybody. It was more just, you know, desperately looking for doctors and therapies and people to, to support, you know, information about vaccines, because it wasn't talked about. And I wrote everybody, I, I wrote letters to everybody, to Oprah, to Donahue, when he was in back in the day, and nobody would talk to me. Nobody would talk to me about vaccines and babies and seizures. It just was not something, you know, I had, I have had through the times, you know, people asked to interview on me on TV and then they would just call me back and say, if I interview you, I'll be sued. I'll have a hundred lawsuits on my desk tomorrow. It, it was, a, it was a horrible, horrible experience. Karen, thank you very much for explaining Lauren's, Lauren's story. Once again, it must be, it, it can't get any easier every time the many, many hundreds of times you've been asked to do this. So thank you. Did the doctors at any stage having been complicit in destroying your child's life, your life, did they express regret and, and, and did they apologize? And did they say this was unambiguously the vaccine at that time? No, and I was a doctor hopper. <laughs> um, my pediatrician was lovely. She, she was probably the, the most benign person. You know, she just was like supportive and we tried to run tests and we did run tests. And but I had seen at that point before Lauren was a year old, I had seen three different neurologists and, and I started I, I mostly kept with my pediatrician, but we were seeing, you know, brain surgeons, we were seeing all kinds of people. The only time I was ever talked about is that Children's Hospital Los Angeles, a brain surgeon, literally just got up from his desk and he said, There will never be a cure for your daughter because they will never admit that it happens. But I was very lucky when she was three months old. I was at Children's Hospital Orange County and Dr. David Ling privately took me in a room and he told me about the vaccine injury compensation program. And at this point I had been in, you know, three or four different hospitals. I had seen numerous doctors and no one had ever talked to me about that. I, I at the time, I thought he was crazy because no one was talking about vaccine injury. And he's, he was from, at that time he was working at the CDC he was a neurologist, I believe a, a, an adult neurologist, but he was on the rounds at the pediatric team in Orange County. And I just, at, at that point, I was writing down everything, you know, every single thing, everything I ate, everything she ate, everything, every information, piece of information I would write on bags. I would just write everything down. And he just told me that I should look into the vaccine injury compensation program. And he gave me information about that. And that was probably the one of the biggest life-changing events you know that happened with us and I just called Lauren's father and I said I think this guy's crazy but he's telling me this information because no one else was talking about it and you know had he not given me that information I'm not sure if I would have ever learned about the vaccine injury compensation program you know as a filmmaker now it, it I have a clear visual of this doctor the only one who seems to have been motivated by decency and conscience having to take you aside into a private room to disclose this dirty secret of a compensation program for fear that anyone would overhear him, for fear of his career, of his reputation. I mean, this is really 
what it's become about, hasn't it? I mean, the system does not want you to know that such a system exists because to acknowledge these children is to acknowledge the reality of vaccine injury. And therefore, it is all just an under the table, dirty, dark little secret. And it's absolutely tragic, but it is synonymous of the whole program. It's most alarming to me. So you filed in the program at that time, and you were one of those few people who got in within the statute of limitations, which is 36 months, three years from the time of injury, the time of onset of symptoms, when for every other medical injury to a child, they have until age 18 or 21, depending on what your jurisdiction is, to file for that injury. But no, not with vaccines, because they want to make it just as difficult as they can for people to get access to the compensation program. I just wonder what your thoughts are on that. Well, you know, at the time, to be honest, at the time I was so overwhelmed with Lauren's health and what was happening to my life. You know, when, when as many people listening here, I'm sure will we'll be able to relate. When you have a child who is sick, you get very isolated. I mean, I was isolated. Um, my family was falling apart. My marriage was falling apart. My friendships were falling apart. I lived in Orange County and, you know, all my friends had healthy babies. Still, again, there's no internet. There's no connecting to like-minded parents, you know, and she, I was very much um, in denial. Her father was very much in denial in the beginning, but um, so it, it's a huge breakdown. And I know that we were very lucky. Um, we, we applied immediately for the vaccine injury compensation and our lawyer was Andrew Dodd. There were only two lawyers in California or in our area that we could choose from. And Andy was a couple hours away from where we lived. And that's when the kind of craziness started. The first, well, we had to do a video in the day of the life. And then we had to come up with $1,000 in expenses that were out of pocket for Lauren to even qualify for, um, for the court to look at her case. And that actually was really interesting because I was so aggressive that um, I was on top of everything and I, I'm just, you know, this is my behavior, right? This is my, my personality. So I'm always looking at researching and I had spent $300 on a, a chair for Lauren to sit in because she had no trunk control, no head control. She would have so many seizures that anything, any um, gains, any childhood gains that she would make, she would lose. And so I had paid $300 for a chair, but had I not bought that chair, we wouldn't even have been able to um, apply for the lawsuit in the first year of her life. But um, we, we did all the paperwork and we did the videos and we turned it in. And I remember the day standing out of our condo when the mail came, I got a letter from the government and I opened it up and it said, we agree that your daughter has been vaccine injured. I just remember the pit in my stomach. It, it was more like, I guess, a confirmation, a reality that even though my attorney was thrilled, he said, this is great news. And I, I can only grasp that information today because I know parents never received that. Yes, we agree that your daughter was vaccine injured. But when I saw that, I just knew something was terribly wrong. You've been listening to the Andy Wakefield podcast. To continue the conversation, go to 1986theact.com 
slash membership, where for $5 a month, you can subscribe and access the Andy Wakefield podcast in its entirety and much more. Thank you.